Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Hey, y'all. Hey, good morning, 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 good morning. Hey, how y'all doing this morning? Welcome, welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. I'm your girl, Ella. Um, thank you, Judah, Jay, oh, and I'm so happy to be here with you this morning. Do me a favor, go share the video live, go put it in someone else's hands right now. We're getting ready to get started. Oh, I'm so grateful to be here with you. I'm going to share right now. Oh my gosh, we just have so much to learn um, about who we are in Christ, and I'm just grateful that God has given me the opportunity to be able to teach, to be able to share. We are YouTube Live, Facebook Live, and Instagram Live. So give me a second while I share. Share, 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 share. Um, share, give me a second while I share. You go share. Let's make the decision to promote and get the gospel everywhere we can. Come on, y'all. Everywhere we can. Everywhere we can, everywhere we can. Oh my God. Thank you, Lord God. Oh my God. We are not bystanders um, in Christ. We're not supposed to be bystanders in Christ. We're supposed to share the gospel of Jesus Christ wherever we go. And if you don't feel bold enough um, to share like you might not be bold enough to share um share it out your mouth you may not feel like you're there yet then i promise you um you can do what i first learned how to do which was i learned how to share um by just sharing something i saw until i got bold enough to um share for real like do it in a different way or do it in a different capacity. So you have that opportunity. I'm sharing it on all my different profiles and my different pages and in my different groups. And I want you to do the same. And then we're going to pray and get started in just a second. I'm sharing it in the Bot Ladies Bible Study Group, sharing it in the Dream Givers Academy. Um, ooh, come on, Lord. Putting it in the Pillow Talk Group. Oh, my God. There you go. Thank you for sharing. Thank y'all. I see y'all sharing. Let's go. We're not going to be selfish with the word of God. We're going to take our time and share the word of God. We in there now, y'all. We in there. Come on. Oh, my God. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And it looks like there's another update on Facebook and Instagram. So anytime you see updates and changes, it's really, really, and does really, really good if you um, start sharing or engaging the pages you are interested in because the algorithm changes all the time. Um, this is a technology thing. Like, there are some things Facebook has done now that I don't have access to. And I just necessarily, they don't share with me why. So I just kind of come back in and, like, okay. Let me continue to do what God told me to do and not focus on this other stuff that I can't do right now. So every time you um, 
share or you access the page or you share the material or you engage a person's page, then what it does is it puts it back before you. So sometimes you'll be like, I'm not even seeing that anymore. Well, if you haven't been physically touching it, right? Not just watching it from afar. If you have not been physically touching the page or engaging the page because of the way the algorithm work and things work, you probably won't see it. So if you're interested in the content or the material or the person, then you need to be active on their page so that it shows up and it's more easily accessed for you. I hope that helps you understand how social media works. So that's on Facebook. That's on Instagram. Um, there's just they just have created ways. So um, giving you that right there. So let's pray. We're going to get started. I have so much to share. Like I have so much to share. I have so much to teach. Remember um, the point of the teacher, right, is to help you gain understanding of what the word of God is saying. That's the point of the person called to teach. That's the point of the person. Uh, um, pastors have different roles. Teachers have different roles. Evangelists have different roles. Like we all have our different roles. Part of my gift to the body of Christ is teaching. So the point, <laughs> y'all good? The point of the teacher, uh, the point of the teacher is to help you gain understanding of what the word of God is saying. And then it's important that you also go study the word of God for yourself. I know what's going on here, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me pray. Um, I'm going to pray for us this morning. I was up this morning praying for anything that may distract us. Like I told y'all, I start praying before we come together. Good morning, Jeanette. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Stassi. Good morning, Candice. Good morning, Cynthia. Good morning, Sharice. Good morning, Annette. Um, Good morning, Robin. I see you. Good morning, Jamika. Hey, y'all. Hey. Good morning, Keisha. Good morning, Jane. Good morning, my Renaissance grandma. Um, good morning, Chantrice. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Malisha. Good morning, Margie. How y'all doing this morning? Uh, ooh. Good morning, Miss Lovelace. Good morning, Katina. Good morning, Cherie. Good morning, Tracy. Good morning, Andrea. Good morning, Yara. Good morning, Nia. Good morning, Masa. Uh, we are a community of believers growing in grace. And so I make sure every morning I speak to my folks, right? You got to say a good morning. So let me pray over us, pray and get started. And we're just going to kind of get in the word. And hopefully you're going to gain more identity, more of your identity in Christ. Um, it took me a long time to discover who I was in Jesus. Um, not in culture, not in church, not in people. Woo! Come on like who I was in Jesus and really what um, me being accepted into the beloved meant for me and what it did for who I was. Um, I was so, so confused. And so I feel as if I always say, um, I don't let anybody mentor me. Um, I'm just being real unless they, they blood bought it, Ooh! right? They blood bought it. Like I let people mentor or I like for people to teach me who blood bought it. And what I mean, blood bought it is some blood on that thing, right? When it's some blood on that thing, when it's some suffering on that thing, when it's some conviction to the thing, then sometimes it just, it speaks to, um, it speaks a little louder, right? Um, there's nothing like the blood of Jesus. There's nothing that's more greater than the blood of Jesus. And because there was blood on it, right? Because there was blood on it, it like has changed my life, right? The the suffering, understanding the suffering of Christ, understanding the things that I've been through, understanding just so much. So 
um, part of the, the mission on my life because my identity, like for a long time, I'll be 49 this December. And I was so confused about who I was and whose I was. Um, and because my flesh loved a certain way of living, being real, my flesh loved a certain way of living. When the truth tried to come in and set in, right? The truth about holiness, the truth about how he created me, the truth about this world. When the truth tried to come in and set in, I was resistant and rebellious to the truth, right? Um, also because I'm a preacher's kid. I grew up in a family of preachers. I grew up in church all my life, right? Um, my identity was confused also by the religious structure and order of a church. And I'm telling y'all this because hopefully it'll help somebody today get free. Um, and when the church, when I felt like the church failed me, or when I felt like the church church wasn't true to what it was teaching, teaching right, then it caused me to backslide even more because I was frustrated with people in the church who were actually just people. And I didn't have enough of the word of God in me. And I didn't really understand what my righteousness meant. And I really didn't understand what it bought. And so my flesh would always um, speak louder to me than the spirit of God because I had really built a wall. Woo! I know. Come on, y'all. I had really built a wall to what the Holy Spirit, remember Jesus says, John 14, he tells me, he says, look, I'm going to send you somebody who's going to remind you of everything I was taught, right? Well, when the Holy Spirit comes to remind us that he does or to bring us to salvation or to remind us who we are taught, right? It's always going to be backed up and live in accordance with the word. So there are so many things that can confuse our identity, the world, the culture we live in. Um, sometimes the culture, what culture says about women. Come on, y'all. Sometimes what culture says about men. Sometimes what our mama them taught us. Like, it's just all this. Y'all talk back to me today. It's fine to talk to me. That's the whole point of this. Coffee and conversations, right? And so... So many things have a skewed perspective of what our identity and if we attach our identity to a particular thing versus attaching our identity to the person that created us, we will be, be even more confused. Right. So this morning I'm praying and asking the Lord to increase our discernment. And the particular thing that I was praying for this morning is that the Lord remove every distraction from us that keeps us from our true identity. Lord, I thank you for removing every distraction from us that keeps us from our true identity. I thank you for removing um, soul ties and um, for relationships that have hindered us and continue to keep us away from more than you. I thank you, Father God, uh, for removing um, culture from us, um, identity that we bought from the church, because we're the church, right? The people are the church, which tells us the church will be flawed, right? Especially without Jesus. So Lord God, I thank you for removing false identity from us. And I thank you, Lord God, for shaping us and shifting us and molding us into the image of Christ. And I thank you, Lord God, for restoring our unique personalities, Lord God, so that we are not mute. You created us to be colorful in the body of Christ, Lord God. We are a fragment, of, a reflection of who you are. You did not want us mute. You did not want us all the same. You didn't create us to be copies of one another. You put us in a position, Lord God, so that we could go be effective and make impact in this world, Lord God. So help us to not lean into our own understanding today. Rev us up, 
pull us away from the things that have distracted us and kept us from hungering and thirsting after you. Give us an insatiable appetite for you. Give us an insatiable appetite for your word. My God, Lord God, let us hunger and thirst for righteousness. Let our children hunger and thirst for righteousness. Overwhelm us with your truth today in Christ Jesus. Wake us up, shake us up, saturate us in your presence today, Lord God. Wherever we go, Lord God, we need you with us. We need you with us. We thank you for going before us and we thank you for being our rear guard. And we thank you, Jesus, for giving us your holiness. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, for being ever present in our life and where we have built a brick or laid bricks in between us. We're sorry. We repent, Father. Forgive us for creating our own way and creating our own paths and justifying our own sins and our own mistakes. And forgive us for forsaking you because people hurt us in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, So let me share this with you. And this is so real for me, right? Like um, when I was hidden and isolated, um, and I've had periods of it, and I wanted to hide from the church. I really wanted to hide from where God was trying to to lead me, right? Um, I would find excuses and reasons to forsake, um, forsake my identity. You have to remember that we are the church, We, the people are the church. So because we, the people are the church, there's going to be flaws in the physical building of the church. Um, The religious organization or institution is a different thing. When Paul was talking to the church of Corinth, he was talking to the people in Corinth. When the word of God that's written for us is talking to us, is talking to us as individual people, um, we have taken religion to as a collective, right? Um, I am a Christian, right? I am a Christian. Um, I is not my religion. I am a Christian. I accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and I walk with him. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. That's it. Somebody was asking my son the other day, what denomination are you? And he said, we are Christians, because that is my thing that I tell them all the time. We are Christians. I don't take my Christian off. I don't take my Christian off when I go to work. I don't take my Christian off when I get to the, they don't do when I get to school. I don't take my Christian off. My Christian doesn't operate inside just a building. That's not who I am as a Christian, right? It's in my lifestyle. My mother is running for office right now. And there was a lady that, um, um, cause she took a picture in somebody's house and they had a Buddha behind them. And the lady said, you know, you up there affiliating yourself with people who worship Buddha, but actually they have many pieces of art in their house. And my mother just came back to her and said, I am a Christian. And because of who I am in Christ, I am taught to love everyone. And I have nothing to do with their artwork. My Christian beliefs go into my politics. My Christian beliefs go into how I treat people. I am a Christian. I am not to be judgmental because this is what the word says, right? So um, in this, we are learning our identity outside of culture, outside of institutions. Education is an institution. And for some of y'all, y'all gonna be like, I know this, but I need to give you this this morning because what I have to teach is very powerful. And if you don't understand your righteousness and how your identity becomes new, I'm just being for real. If you don't understand how your identity and your righteousness becomes new, 
then you'll miss this. You won't gather or grasp what God is saying. And I couldn't get this, right? Like I could not grasp this. One, I'm very cerebral. I'm very, and when I mean I'm very cerebral, I'm very intellectual. And so when I first started trying to grasp the concept of who God was saying I was in righteousness after I accepted Jesus, I couldn't understand it because it was something spiritual and you won't be able to get it in your mind, right? And my uncle kept telling me, he said, you're trying to mind this. Like you're trying to mind this. You wanted to add up one plus one, two plus two, three plus three, four plus four. You're trying to mind this. And if you continue to try to mind this, you'll never grasp this. Like you're never going to grasp what God is saying. You're never going to grasp what God is doing. And because the flesh is such so powerful. And most of us are used to living according to our flesh. Come on. I'm used to living according to my flesh. I'm used to living according to my emotions. I'm used to living according to my thoughts. Then I don't really recognize or understand who I am in Jesus Christ. And that's how I was. I couldn't get this. Like I was going to church every Sunday because that's what somebody told me to do. <laughs> Mama Pat, somebody told me to go to church. So I was going to church every Sunday but still not being satisfied or still grasping who I was. So then I thought I had to keep up with church folks and how they acted, which the way that they acted was contrary a lot of times to who Christ was. I'm sorry, I had to sip on that. And so since church folks or other people were contrary to who Christ was, King, like I couldn't identify because there was something inside of me pulling on something greater, saying there is much more to who you are as a Christian in Christ, in your identity. So I had to come back and slow down. And I had such an amazing pivotal moment. I told y'all that when I turned 27. So I want to give you just a little background to help you understand this. And it'll if you haven't any unbelief, ask the Lord, help me with my unbelief. Like just help me with my unbelief. Help me with my unbelief, right? Like help me with my unbelief, right? And then when you start getting new revelation, I'm going to tell you something. So if anybody try to come to you and act like it didn't, that's why sometimes I'm, I want us to be watchful in what we comment and what we say in environments like this, because we have people who um, are new. We have people who don't understand or get it yet. And we quote or state things as if um, from a superiority place. Woo! And if we ever going to truly disciple people, we'll ever come from a superiority place. As a matter of fact, fact you're supposed to teach and make it play. Right. So. So the more that I began to centralize myself, I had to get what I needed to get first, Yara, in righteousness. Like I had to really understand what this righteousness thing was about, really what Jesus did. I didn't accept Jesus Christ to go to church. I'm sorry. I'm not knocking the church. I believe in going to church. That's what I believe in not forsaking assembly. I believe you need to be in a community of believers. But that was not the point of the cross. That was not the point of the blood. And if you don't understand the redemption power, you'll never understand who you are and what your identity and that your identity is linked to and tied to something greater. So if you'll be real, many of us have been confused about our righteousness. Many of us have been confused about our righteousness. Many of us were told that you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and then you don't go to hell, and then you go to church, and you do some works, and you do some little works, and after you do some little works, you good with God. But God was like, no, that's not why I created y'all. 
Um, I didn't have to create y'all. I didn't need to create y'all, but I created y'all out of an object of my love. You are born from me out of my love for you. Like I wanted the expression of my love in the physical tense on this earth, right? And then when Adam and Eve messed up, right? According to the laws of God's kingdom, right? We, we should be in a whole host of trouble, but also according to laws, the laws, laws of God's kingdom. And you may not get this in your flesh. This don't make no sense, LMJ. This don't make no sense, LMJ. I don't get this. I don't, I don't, I don't get this. I don't get this. I don't, I don't get this. I don't get this. I don't get this. I don't get this. I don't understand this. I don't have revelation of this. I don't get this. You may not get it at first, but keep showing up and it'll start making understanding, right? You'll get understanding. It ain't got to be all worthy. Then, then, can I just be honest to another piece? Then we started celebrating and following people instead of following Jesus. <laughs> and then when people failed us, right, we started elevating people, right? It's not that we don't have or support ministries, but we started elevating people and putting people on a pedestal higher than God. And we made those people gods in our life. And then when we felt like those people disconnected us, um, um, didn't do, then we disconnected as well, right? So you got to gain an understanding of your righteousness, right? It's not just going to church. This is not just showing up and going to church. This is um, you understanding your righteousness, you understanding why Christ really died and what that does for you. You got to grasp knowledge of that. I have to have an understanding of this for myself. If I do not understand this, Cherie, um, if I do not really understand, if it's just something my mama them told me and I said, uh-huh, if it's just something the pastor them told me and I said, uh-huh, but I don't really have revelation of this, right? I really don't have revelation of this. Yes, Malisha, meditating on Mark, Romans will give you identity, but all of our identity is woven from the from the Old Testament to the New Testament because it's all correlated. So remember, we said this was the sixth season for us to understand, right? If you look up the number six in the Bible, six is also the year of man. We are gaining a real understanding of who we are in Christ Jesus, pulling back all the layers, opening our heart to allow God to talk to us and to speak to us. And there is nobody here that knows it all. There's nobody here that knows it all. Nobody here that knows it all. Judah taught on Sunday. He said, if we ever get to the place where we all present ourselves as if we know it all, we are losing. <laughs> we are losing because every time I show up before the word of God, there's more revelation, right? So I'm going to give you some scriptures because I got something I need to teach this week that's going to help us, right? You also got to start looking at the Bible as letters. Even though man broke it up into chapters, these were letters written. These are letters written. These were letters. We lettered. These are letters written, right? These are letters. These are letters written. So, and there's nothing wrong with a pastor or teacher. Um, I was in church when I had my counter, my a real encounter with Jesus. I was in church when I opened up to something that I knew something, the 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 revelation came in from somebody teaching. I'm not saying that. Our people restore us. God uses people. I want you to be careful there because some of us who are high-minded and haughty and jealous acting will start saying, you don't need to be following them people anyway. It's not what I'm saying. I said, follow Jesus because sometimes following Jesus will lead you to follow a person. So are we, going, we want to cut that down too because then we start justifying being rogue and all over the place. Hold on. So Ephesians 1 and 7, right? I want to give you this. And this talks to us about us having redemption through the blood, through the forgiveness of the sins, and through grace. Woo! 
through the blood, through the forgiveness of sin, and through grace. It's talking about the redemption. Redemption is the act of being saved from sin and error or evil. Woo! Come on. I'm, come on. We're bringing it this morning. We're going to cut up all this mess. We're going to chop up all this mess. Redemption is the act of being saved. This is what you need to understand what Christ did for you so that you can meditate this and chew this and say, okay, right? Redemption is the act of being saved from sin, from error, from evil, right? So when I accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, guess what it's doing? Saving me from my sin, from my mess. It's saving me from um, error. Come on now. Come on now. And it's saving me from evil. Woo! Come on. Oh my God. That's so powerful. Y'all put that in, in your notes. This is what redemption means. It's saving me, Keith. Come on. It's saving me from sin. It's saving me from error. And it's saving me from evil. Does it mean that I won't sin? That does not mean that because I live in a flesh human body. Um, does it mean I will not ever experience evil? No, but what the word tells me is no weapon formed against me shall prosper. What the word tells me is if I dwell in the secret place of the most high, that my enemies won't overtake me. What the word tells me in Psalms 37, come on now. What the word tells me in Psalms 37, come on, is I don't have to fret over evil people. I don't have to spend any time fretting over evil people. Yep, and Angela, redemption is saving us from sin, from error, from evil. Woo, come on, that's what it's doing. So the Bible tells us through Jesus Christ, I know y'all like this is a lesson, but we got to get this before we can go on to anything else. So redemption, so the Bible tells us through Jesus, we're saved from the forgiveness and forgiven of our sins, right? Skip over to me. Let me give you Romans 5 and 8. God demonstrates his love for us, right? It's Romans 5 and 8. God demonstrates his love for us through the blood of Jesus, right? And we've been justified, Shanquita. We've been justified. That's what we've been doing. We've been justified. We've been reconciled to him through the death of his son. So we boast in God. We boast in the Lord Jesus Christ. We do not boast in ourselves because we do not justify and save ourselves. Let's, let's talk about what it means to be justified because a lot of times people be talking to us about stuff in church and we'll be like, mm -hmm. we just shaking our heads. Yes. And we don't even really know what this move means. So when I accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, right? God proves that I'm righteous in the sight of God. Come on, y'all. He proves that I'm righteous in the sight of God. So he's proving that I'm righteous in the sight of God, right? He's pro he proves my righteousness. I do not prove my righteousness. I am drawn to Christ through the Holy Spirit. I accept Jesus Christ. I acknowledge that he died for my sins. Come on now. I accept him as Lord and Savior through a confession of faith. I go into the baptism pool um, in the water, right? And then I start um, renewing my mind in the word of God so that I can understand what it means to be saved from sin, <laughs> what it means to be saved from error, and what it means to be saved from evil, and how I'm supposed to live as a Christian. Woo! Come on, y'all. Oh, my God. That is why. Come on. Somebody got to stay with me. That is why the enemy loves to cause offense in the church. <laughs> he loves to cause offense in people. He loves for offense to be a leading thing so that we do not walk in the truth. We don't understand. We don't get the power. So earlier this year, we started praying, right? Uh, Ephesians 1, 17, 15 through 18, right? Um, 
14th verse, it says the spirit is the guarantee, right? It's the first guarantee that we're possessed by God. So as soon as I accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, then his spirit is the guarantee, right? So then if the spirit is the guarantee, I'm going to need the Holy Spirit to lead me and navigate me through this course, right? I, said, I need it through the course. He says, so I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father God, may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation. That's what we're praying. You need to pray this over yourself every day. Lord, get, grant me a spirit of wisdom. Lord, grant me a spirit of revelation because I need deep, intimate, personal insight of who you are. And I need deep, personal insight of who you call me to be. I need the true knowledge, not a skewed perspective of culture, not a skewed perspective taught to me by the church, not a school, skewed perspective taught to me about by religion. I need revelation and understanding of the spirit and knowledge of who you are so I can get rid of all this mess inside of me, right? Because the, the, the riddance of it has already been promised to me. Oh my God. The riddance, I'm just trying to catch us up, right? The riddance has already been promised to me. When I accept Jesus Christ, go back, right? What? No evil. I'm saved from my sins. I'm saved from sin. I'm saved for error. I'm saved for evil. So saved from sin, saved from error, saved from evil. Then there's a wisdom that will only come to me to be able to navigate through life when I get more understanding of what it looks like to live like Christ. Yep, Sheree, true knowledge, true knowledge, true knowledge, true knowledge of what it is to live like Christ. Nobody wants to listen to this part. I'm just going to be honest. Seems boring, seems unnecessary, but it is the part that has kept us from living in our true identity because we won't chew and meditate what it means to be righteous or what it means to be redeemed or we give sin more power and hold over us than it really has. So I love how um, um, y'all says a grand spirit of wisdom and revelation. I'm saying ground me in this. Woo! Come on. Ask him this morning. I need you to ground me in this. I need to become grounded in this. Because in some ways, I, ain't, I don't get this or I didn't get this. And if you'll be really true, in some ways... I, can I say that, Holy Spirit? In some ways, you've just been doing, you've been assimilating, you've just been doing what you were taught to do with no real conviction. i just been showing up because LMJ said show up. I mean, just be real. I don't get it all. I ain't got no understanding of this. My God. So I'm not grounded in this. I've felt something before. I've experienced something before. I've felt, I think I've felt the presence of God before. But I don't even really understand the presence of God, right? Because I don't really understand my redemption. Oh, my God. Come on, Monica. I don't really understand my redemption. And I don't understand what my righteousness did for me. My Right? So then if I don't understand it, guess what I do? I accept sin. I accept error. And I accept evil. <laughs> I'm almost through, y'all. I accept sin. I accept error. I accept evil. I accept them as normalcy. <laughs> I accept them as normalcy. I'm like, this is no, this normal, this normal, sin normal, sin normal, error normal, evil normal. And I accept those as normalcy when the redemption of the blood of Jesus Christ said, I'm cutting that mess out and you free from this. <laughs> you free from this. You free, you free from this. You free. You don't have to live like this. You don't have to act ugly, LMJ. 
You don't have to cut somebody off. My God, you don't have to cut somebody with your tongue. You don't have to act like this. You don't have to accept that this is your nature and this is how you're supposed to act and this is how you survive and this is the way that you're supposed to live because I'm telling you, the one thing that I can tell you is 100% when you don't get this, you understand your righteousness, you don't understand your redemption, you will at some point return and gravitate woo, towards the things that do not look like Christ because it's way more comfortable to be in sin than it is out of sin. I'm sorry. It's way more comfortable to be in lust than it is to be outside of lust because it feels good to the flesh. But when your spirit has been activated and you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, right? Or when the Holy Spirit is pulling on you and you've not even accepted the Lord, but you're walking into a place where you feel like this is wrong. I don't feel like this is the way I'm supposed to live. Oh my God. I'm going to give you two testimonies and we out of here. Revelations 12 and 10. And then I'll give you this scripture. I met a lady one time who was not raised in church, who had no identity of who she was in Jesus Christ, right? Like she had no identity of who she was. And she had no identity who Jesus was. She was not raised in church. And she's telling her testimony. And it's the most powerful testimony that I've ever seen in my life. And she's sharing. And she's like, you know what? Um, here's what I know. Jesus is real. And how I know Jesus is real is because I was not raised in church, had no idea, had not been introduced. And then she was in a church service one day, overwhelmed by the power of God's love. And she said, when I accepted Jesus Christ, she said, things that evil thoughts I had um, started changing. She said, that's how I know Jesus is real. That's how I know that this word is important. That's how I know being in the facility. She's at 100% true. And then my second testimony is, I'm going to tell y'all a little bit on Judah. I'm not going to tell y'all, but I'm going to tell you a little bit. So Judah preached on Sunday. Judah preached a very convicted word. I got to because it was so powerful. What you did afterwards was, was powerful, right? Judah preached. You told on me the other day, too. You preached. You told Judah told him, preached a really convicted word on Sunday. And then Monday, he finds himself in a situation with some friends. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't good judgment. He finds himself in a situation with some friends where he didn't make good judgment, right? But the power and the evidence of Christ in Judah's life was when he started thinking about what he had did. He gets in the car and he's like, I need to tell you something. And I'm like, sure. He's like, man, we were boom, 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 boom. This is what happened, right? Um, we were just crunk. We were lives, you know, boom, boom, boom. And I, I paused. I said, well, let me see, because it was a video and it was not anything sexually inappropriate. It was just, it was just kids doing kids. Shows me the video. <laughs> and I said, Judah, like, this right? And he's like, no. Well, it wasn't. Well, guess what? That's the conviction that shows up afterwards. That's the conviction of what shows up afterwards when Christ is alive. That's the keep me from evil. Yep, should he have, have thought? And Joe was talking him through the process last night. Joe start, turns around and says, this good. You had this experience. You know what it's like. Now, since you've had the experience, right? You know what's right from wrong. Before you make this decision again, you're going to process a little bit longer. Woo! Come on. You're going to process a little bit longer. That's That was so powerful. I'm like, Lord, this is what it's supposed to be like. We make the mistakes. We learn from the mistakes. And then once we learn from the mistakes, 
we process a little longer. It's so deep, right? But this is ground and this is training. Come on, y'all. So be a little more kind to yourself and don't let people, I'm being for real about this, don't let people that you see around you, oh my God, who act like, I'm just being for real, because I used to be that person. We got it all together, right? Right, because when we act like we got it all together, I'm gonna talk about this this weekend. We do not leave people a vulnerable, transparent place to identify where they are. Come on, Revelation 12 and 10. Then I heard a voice saying, Now salvation and strength and the power of his Christ, right? The accuser of the brethren has been cast down, right? The 11th verse tells us we've been overcome and defeated by the blood and the lamb of our testimony, the testimony of Christ Jesus, the testimony of work. So the accuser of the brother has also been defeated through the blood. Satan don't have power over you. I'm going to end there. And I got to get off of this. Satan don't have power over you. Satan don't have power over you. I'm going to help you today. When people, oh, the devil is busy. Absolutely he is. But guess what? Romans 12, 10, 11, 8 tells us he ain't got no power. You need to put that in your notes. You need to declare that over your children. You need to decree that. Satan ain't got no power over me. Woo! Come on. Satan ain't got no power over me. And then ask the Lord to identify to you what's the hand of the enemy versus what's me. Woo! What's me? What's wrong thinking? What's error? What's the hand of the enemy, right? What's me? What's wrong thinking? What's error? What's influenced by others? Come on now. But you got to understand, he'll have power. And all of this happened through the blood of Jesus and Christ. Uh, Proverbs 4 and 7, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom in all our ways and get understanding. We're getting some understanding. So that's Revelations 12 and 10. We're getting some understanding. Satan has no power over me. That's what that verse is telling you. Satan has no power over me. Yeah, no power over you. He ain't got no power over your kids if they've been saved. He ain't got no power. Once we receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, it does so much for us. It secures us and it secures us beyond heaven. Satan has no power over me. That's Revelations 12 and 10. Revelations 12 and 10. Satan ain't got no power. Satan ain't got no power. Why? Because you overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. Was this not good today? Come on now. Was this not good today? So chew on this. When you get down from here, go, you know what? Okay, Lord, help me to see my righteousness. Okay, Lord, like help me to understand that Satan ain't got no power because I've lived um, victim like all my life and treated my life as if Satan just gets to come into my life and do whatever he does. Oh, come on now. Um, Lord, help me to understand that when you save me, I'm free from sin. I'm free from error. I'm free from evil. Help me to get revelation of this because I've never walked in this. See, it's not revelation unless you walk in it. I'm sorry. It's not revelation. If you ain't, come, if you ain't walking in it, it ain't revelation. Quoting ain't revelation. Sorry. I, I got to give you some real today. Quoting ain't revelation. Quoting the scripture, quoting this truth, and you don't live in this truth, it ain't revelation. Just quoting. It's mimicking. It's parroting. And I watch people do it all the time because when it's revelation, Tiffany, when it's revelation, Sharice, when it's revelation, Monica, the fruit of it, fruit shows up in my life. The power of the Holy Spirit is evidence in my life. Woo! It ain't revelation. It ain't mimicking. 
mimicking, mimicking, mutton, just mimicking, just posting it. It's not revelation until we walk in it and I live it. Let's go. Come on, y'all. Father God, I thank you for your word today. <laughs> Woo! Thank you for the power of your word today. Thank you for the transformations that will occur in your word today. Thank you that you open in our eyes wide. Thank you that you open in our ears and unclog in our ears to hear. Thank you, Lord God, that we have the mind of Christ. Thank you. We are like Paul. We pulling, putting it down daily. Whatever it is um, that keeps trying to rise up, we're going to pull it down every day and we're going to walk in your truth. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. You have already given us your holiness, so we do not have to make the sacrifice. Come on now. You have already given us your holiness, so we don't have to make the sacrifice. Lord, thank you for being kind with us and intentional in your word today, reminding us of what your redemption power does for us. Thank you, Lord God, that this seed is planted deep in our heart, Lord God, and we walk according to your word. And where we ain't got it yet, Lord, just continue to fine tune us, continue to bring this truth up again and again and again and again and again and again so that we can get free in Jesus name. Amen. Now I'm going to tell you something. It's your responsibility. Say it's my responsibility. It's your responsibility to steward this. What I mean to steward this, it's your responsibility to eat on this. It's your responsibility. That's why I tell you, take notes. It's your responsibility to take the notes so that you can come back and reflect over this. You need to reflect. You need to meditate on this, especially if you don't understand righteousness. And you ain't got to pretend to get this all. You, you ain't got to pretend to get this all. You ain't got to pretend to get it all at once. You're not in competition with nobody. Um, Your goal in life, my goal in life is not to be a Bible scholar. My goal in life is to be more like Christ. Woo! That's freedom. My goal in life is not to be a Bible scholar. My God, my goal in life is to be more like Christ. And so I'm not going to do that unless I walk in true revelation. Thank you. Two things. If the Lord places on your heart to give, to partner with this ministry, go to the website, lmjministries.org. You can give there. Cash app us, dollar sign, L-M-J-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y. You can give there as well. You can go to the website, find out all the support ways of the ministry. Ladies, no Bible study. No, 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 no Bible study. Um, I'll be back here in the morning. My last petition is maybe you haven't made the confession of faith um, for Jesus. And I want to offer you the opportunity to make the statement. Maybe this is your big defining moment where you like, you know what? I want to confess my faith in Jesus. I've come to the understanding that he died on the cross for my sins. Woo! And every mistake I ever made and every error I ever made and every sin I've ever been in has already been taken care of. And I want to make that confession and statement today. Then I want you to repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I'm in need of a savior. I'm asking you to come into my heart to take away my sin. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you pray this prayer, send me some email. And then what I'm going to turn around and do is I want to send you some materials so that I can continue to disciple you, right? Because we are following Jesus and we are following Jesus together. And part of the mandate and call on this planet is for those of us, once we are disciples of Christ, to disciple others. I'm so glad to be back with y'all this morning. Oh my God, I love being in this position, in this place. 
in this community so we can hang out together and learn more about who our identity is in Christ. And I hope you are too. I love you. God loves you. I love you. God loves you. I love you, but God loves you so much more. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let somebody else experience the love of God through you in Jesus name. Amen. And I'll see y'all in the morning at 6 a.m. Love, peace, and blessings. Lord, thank you for your word today. Thank you for your children today. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, Log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.